podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Ladbrokes. That was a season, wasn't that, it? That was a season finish. Very much a season. Season complete. Uh, that was a fun last podcast, I thought. We got everyone involved. Yeah. Literally from the start to the finish, we got the podfather, Mark Webster, back in to, uh, back in. to see the... See what he's created. See the fruits of the labour he started many moons ago. Uh, we had who did we have? Miguel Delaney, we had Jonathan Liu, we had Jack Pitbrook, we had Reese James, Lloyd Griffith, Sam Pilger. Who else? Who are missing? Robbie Knox, Robbie Alan Alger, uh, Dan Trelfer. All of these names were on our final podcast scripts. The top it? men, the absolute top boys. So uh, yeah, please do enjoy it and uh, tune in for us. We might be back for a little Champions League special, but if not, see you next season. Okay, welcome to the Whistleblowers. Uh, it's an end of season, end of term, free for all today. Bun fight. It's a bun fight. I hope you brought your toys in for the last day of school. I've got me, I've not got my uniform on. No. I've got nothing. You've got nothing on, Mark. No, no, <laughs> we've invited the podfather back to, to overlook the the remnants well, of what he once well, built. You said don't wear uniform. <laughs> I didn't. It didn't consider that I should also then perhaps put just normal clothing on. So I just you know, I came you, naked. You wear what you wear. That is uh, the you. voice of Mark Webster. I'm here as ever with Martin Gritton. Martin. Hi, Mark Smith. We've got the league table in front of us, the final league table of the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have no thoughts on it really, which uh, is fine because <laughs> it's, it's a good job then that this week we've got uh, several. What would you call them? Everyone. Contributors. Yeah. We've got several, we've got like 10 contributors. we basically got a, a sort of a smorgasbord of people that have been on the Brilliant. show over the last season. Manifold. It is. Man- well, like in a car. It's broken. So just beyond set. the back of the, yeah, the combustion engine. That's, well, that's exactly what we're going for tonight, Mark. Combustion. It's more of a car show tonight than, uh, yeah. than anything. Uh, we'll have our contributors uh, contribute throughout the show with uh, just sort of short, short takes that they've got of the season. Um, and I think actually we should probably start with with one of those. What do you reckon, Grits? Yeah, definitely. Let's go for it. Okay, the first one we've got is uh, Gareth Dobson, who's been on the show a number of times this season. Yeah, top man. Yeah, absolute top man. And he wants to talk to us about Musa Sissoko. Hi, this is Gareth, a Spurs fan, regular pod contributor. Uh, it's been a weird and wonderful season. And I'd say my biggest hot take is Musa Sissoko is the player of the year. That's interesting. I, I I got a sense of reflection there. Did you not? A very zen voice. Nice he was, and slow. You know, he taken. He, he takes something. He, he's 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 weighed up and he's yeah. thought about it. Contemplative. Is that the word? Well, I would, I would do. I like it. I, I mean, there might be fourteen more. Bro, let, than let's you not give our listeners. Let's not give our listeners too much credit. I mean, <laughs> the contemplative. That's close enough. Uh, so he's got Sissoko. He Sissoko Player of the Year. I think was his, yeah, that, his general vibe. Was any of you surprised when you saw Luke Shaw got Player of the Year at Man United? No, I mean, there's, who else are you going to pick? <laughs> who I else get can that you pick? As well, we'll come on to United in a bit. No, but you're but, right. But, but in the the actual... year thing, it's just like it just all like, did he play like? And I, and I, I know he I know did. It's a, it's but a damn. It's an indictment. I think that's the. It was a yeah. negative vote, wasn't it? In a, in a period, I think, gentlemen, when you'll yeah. find that people are using votes to make a point negatively. No yeah. politics here, thank no, you, Mark. Thank you. This is Mark. all football. Musa um, Sissoko, though, uh, how much stock do you place in the idea that you can only win Player of the Year if you finish in a team that wins something, or at least like Liverpool have challenges to such an extent? Uh, well, that's that's completely wrong. For a start, I don't know if you're at the bottom of the league, you can still win Player of the Year. 
Can you? It's an, an, Can you? T- are you talking about the league, the overarching? Well, I'm asking thing? you. I'm asking your your opinion on yeah, it. Yeah, maybe I didn't hear you properly. Then, so if you if you're talking about the league, then yes, I would attach some sort of success to it. There's, you have to have won something to yeah. have got that respect of your peers, and that's why you know when you hear people slagging off Stephen Gerrard for what he's done in football compared mm. to Paul Scholes, it, there is a Gerrard a wins though. Gerrard wins those league titles in, in that Paul Scholes team, right? So, yeah, I suppose the way they do it in America is they call it the MVP. And really to win that, if you're the most valuable player on a team, it's normally because that team has won something and you're the most valuable player within that team. They double up a bit, don't they, of course. You know, it's it's, it's your team being successful and then they're also the best team. It it, it works quite nicely like that. I like that. I mean, I've got to say, I mean, that's a conversation I was giving you about the manager of the year because, of course, that's pretty much as we're talking. They'll make their minds up. Yeah. Before uh, we, we, we know, obviously, uh, City have won the title. Now, w- would the manager of the year be arguably someone like I don't know Jurgen Klopp if he takes Liverpool across the line and gets second? Yeah, he'll, he'll, they'll, they'll, that's. I yeah. mean, my I think it's my, fickle enough. My feeling was if, if you had to vote for the manager of the year before Sunday, Jurgen Klopp had his team two games away. From the league title and yeah. the Champions League, I thought that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no. absolutely. To me, even though City have won it, it's a, it's a toss of a coin between those two. Yeah, really. I agree. Um, and I think actually, if someone like Neil Warnock, whether you like him or not as a bloke, if he'd kept up Cardiff, I think he'd have been in the the, the, the hat as well Good for point. a shout. I mean, also um, Wolves boss. Nino, no, no, Santi, no. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he could be in with a shout. But again, it's it tends to go with the the headline. The headline uh, clubs. Wolves will finish seventh. Yeah, seventh. Seventh. And and, yeah. and that's above. You know, well, that's the, the Everton, Leicester, West Ham, Watford. There's, there's six the teams above him who are expected to be exactly where they are. <laughs> yeah. And and so who's the seventh team? Is the is the promoting? Yeah. That's it's a good it. thing. It's unbelievable. Well, Sissoko, thank you for sparking that chat, and thanks, Gareth Dobson. What we got next, Mark? Uh, next up, we got Sam Pilger, and he wants to talk about. Oh, I, I mean, as a lot of people do, <laughs> wants to talk about Man United. Imagine. Let's see what Sam Pilger has to say about Manchester United. Hi, this is Sam Pilger. To sum up Manchester United's season, a dreadful start, an enjoyable middle, climaxing in the night that night in Paris, and a dreadful and pathetic end that has left many United fans questioning whether they have the right manager to go into the next season and overhaul the club. Pulling no punches, Mr Pilger, as you would expect. Uh, summing it up quite nicely, Mark. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> sort of classic three-act structure, isn't it? Mm. Terrible... Pretty good. Worse than the first act. Yeah. I, I get... Obviously, you've got to reflect on it, haven't you? That's the, that is, here's the entire point of what we're doing here. But, but were many people questioning the kind of momentum that Solskjaer had got with United when they eventually said, yes, give him the job? It, it, it looks a stupid point now... But was it a good idea at the time? Every, it, everyone was remember? saying. Everybody was saying, "You've got to give him the job. Why have you got to wait?" Jermaine Jennings was saying, it's like "Bitcoin. Why, why it's wait? Like Bitcoin. It's never going to crash. Exactly. It's Jermaine, the gravy and, train. and also, lest, lest we forget, Mulder. Was it Mulder? Yeah. Close or if she Shkula were basically going, if you don't nail him down now, we're going to have him back. He's running us he's... for the next fourteen years unless you're careful. <laughs> People are very fickle. I think. They've been 
they're being incredibly harsh on him now, and I think a lot of it's to do with United's fitness. I think give him a preseason and see where he is, you know, this time next year because he's got to clear out some deadwood, and whoever comes out has got to do that. So let's wait and see. Yeah, anyway, not, let's, let's by move the way, on. I'm not for the fact that deadwood's going to be the main end of feature film, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Which is great news. Right. One of the best, Ollie, Ollie. best TV series ever, by the way. Yeah, Ian McShane. It was. It's play, absolutely playing, uh, OGS. Filthy, filthy swearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Uh, next up, who have we got, Grits? Uh, good question. We uh, have, well, it's Alan Alga. Oh, perfect. This is, this is a nice. Not uh, an Arsenal moment, is it? I think it might be. Go. Alan Alga, Arsenal fan. Us Gooners are never happy, are we? We've got a guy that's finished top joint top goal scorer in the Premier League division and all I can think about is his missed penalty at the end of the North London derby where he decided not to look at the ball despite the shot map showing that he'd missed two penalties just to the side of the keeper that season he decided to put it in exactly the same place that has been the difference between us finishing in the top four and everybody lauding Emery and his squad and us finishing outside the top four and having to rely on the Europa League final. Uh, great stuff from Alan Alga. We, we, did, we, did say 15, we did say 15 second maximum, and he's absolutely flaunted that. He's back, no, he's bang on. <laughs> was he? Yeah. It just seemed like longer because so a much numbers about. man. He understands these things. Oh, yeah, it was a little bit longer. But I, I have nothing to add to that. I think he's uh, right to be aggrieved. Uh, absolutely fine. Right, moving on. We've got Robbie Knox this time talking about Liverpool. Hi, Robbie here. Great season to be a Liverpool fan. Second in the league and in the Champions League final. Hopefully going to win that. Less good year to be a Scotland fan, but we won't dwell on that. Let's focus on Liverpool. Come on, onward we go. Sorry, so Robbie Knox is a Liverpool fan and a Scotland fan, even though he sounds like the opposite of both. Uh, Knox, the surname being Scottish... Uh, that's his heritage. Uh, oh, this is you recruiting, though, isn't it? Robbie being Get des- desperate for fans for Scotland. He's he Robbie goes... French for contrary, then. Is that, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Uh, I Listen, all I know is that uh, he just kind of oversimplified Liverpool's season for us there in a way that sounded like he almost didn't want to leave us a message. So uh, <laughs> let's not give him the dignity Thanks, of Robbie. dwelling on him. Let's move on to the next one. We've got a belter from uh, Pod Favourite. And it, even though the team he supports might be slightly... Uh, Dubious um, Dan Trelfer, Mark, his team. QPR boy, isn't he? Let's have a listen. They've had an issue. QPR season then, after four games, I thought we were doomed. By Christmas, I thought we might get in the playoffs. Then we had our greatest FA Cup run in 22 years when we got to the fifth round. Then by March, I thought we were going to go down. And despite all that, it was a pretty dull season. Mr Trelfer there with... Uh, very honest appraisal and brilliantly summed up. It sums up the championship as well for I think most clubs. Always feels like that. Well, the, the thing about the championship this year as as well, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know if you noticed, uh, it's, it's, it's a relatively competitive division. It's a nightmare division that I hate. This, the, the Premier League... Rafa Benitez said a few weeks ago that... Um, I thought this might... My God... Talk about setting your targets low, but perhaps just realistically, is that he made the point and said, like, if I'm going to stay with Newcastle, I need the funds to get Newcastle to 10th. He goes, what's 10th? Yeah. I mean, what kind of number is that? But, but it's practical, it's pragmatic, it makes absolute Absolutely. sense. And in the championship, it, it makes just as much sense. You could be a really successful football team... Yeah. And, and end up finish ninth finish nowhere. in the championship. Look at exactly Forrest, right, Forrest yeah. this year. Forrest are a very good side. And yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Martin. We've got some expert opinion from uh, the three wise men at the Independent, our 
regular contributors, Jack Pitbrook, Miguel Delaney and Jonathan Liu. My best memory of the season, I know it's a recent one, was Lucas Moura's winner at the Johan Cruyff Arena last week, which had the effect of silencing the whole stadium as if someone had pressed the mute button on it and dropping the whole Ajax team to their floor as if someone had pulled the plug out of the back of the head like it happens in the Matrix films. I've never seen so much shock. It's an unpopular view given how sensational they were. But I think Liverpool can have some regrets about the season because I think ultimately they lost it in February when they lost their nerve in four draws out of six games. This is Jonathan Liu from The Independent. My take on the season is that it was bad. Vast structural inequalities, interminable debates about VAR and racism. The 2018-19 football season was bad and I am glad it is over. That's my take. Well, uh, <laughs> absolutely running roughshod as ever. Yeah. Uh, brilliant from Jack. Um, the Cantering Hills. Silence in Ajax, beautifully done by Mora. Uh, Miguel, having a pop at Liverpool fans for a change, Miguel. Always, always up for taking on uh, the online challenge of that. <laughs> and Jonathan Liu with the counter take of football was bad this year. Well, Jonathan Liu basically crushing all my sort of aspirations into fine dust. As he does. As he is wont to do. I'll tell you what, it's a tough old season to be an old negative Nelly about English football, (laughs) isn't it? You know, if you, I, I can understand. You know, there may be some soft underbelly going on there, some some Achilles heel. Yeah, but I'm gonna. When we've got four teams teams in European finals, finals. I think it can be quite positive, especially when none of those teams are our best team, which is Man City. So I think it's all been pretty good. Isn't that the weirdest part of that equation? Yeah, I think it might be. You're absolutely right, Mark. I get that, yeah. That was the opinions of our regular contributors, and uh, thanks very much to them all this season. Hopefully we'll hear from them again next year. Uh, Let's take a break now and hear from a couple more people, including ourselves, in the second half. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back to the Whistleblowers podcast. We're doing a sort of end of term sort of show today, aren't we? We've had uh, plenty of guests come on, plenty of contributors from the last season have come on to tell us what they think of the season so far. Mark, what are your thoughts so far? Which which take have you enjoyed the most out of the ones we've heard I've so far? I've enjoyed the uh, unbelievable opportunity for someone to decide that the Liverpool weren't quite up to scratch because I thought they were pretty scratchy. Yeah. Does this mean, I can't work this out, does this mean that it's been a very competitive season or not a very competitive season? I'll tell you what I think this has been. has been a stellar season for football as we know it and watch it. Because you can't dismiss the fact that two teams have been that good. Just relentlessly Just, just that good. Yeah. And also, um, it's, it's, it's not necessarily meant to be a competition where... 15 other teams are competing for that title. That's, that's rubbish. That's yeah. stupid. It's been, it's been perfect. And it's also been perfectly positioned, I think, for me, for the nature of the two clubs and the nature of the two yeah, managers. Yeah. I'll take it all day long. It's perfectly juxtaposed, those two clubs, yeah. to make it a sort of soap opera season. Yes. Really. You, you've, you've, you've got sort of the, the, uh, the oil money, Qatar PR project, the brand new club, Sugar Daddy, the, the, versus... 
you know, oh, old, old money, like traditional oil money. No, hang on a minute, they're I've backed got, by oil, oil money. What no, it's is nice, this? I like that. But I've it's also disgusting. got, I've got, <laughs> I've got several teams running market stalls in the square that is on 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 Mark's version of this version. Yeah, I, 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 is that is that fair? I mean, yeah. I don't know. But it's been that's what I've liked about the season. Who's left in a cab? <laughs> uh, just at the, at the end well, well poor old Chris Hewton has actually oh, yeah know. well yeah, yeah news of today Chris Hewton's Chris gone um, I'm not that surprised by the Chris Hewton news no, but you're he, looking he, at me like I'm mad for saying that no uh, it's one of, it's, it's a look of indifference Mark because yeah. they're they're in a weird situation aren't they because if they hadn't sacked him I wouldn't have thought any I wouldn't have been that surprised either. Right, yeah. So, which is a bit of a strange one, the one really. Thing not I, great for podcast news, then. The one thing, oh, that, I, the one thing <laughs> that getting Chris Hewton would have been, given the work that he'd done at Brighton, would have been an, a start of the season. A start of the season. And then I could easily, you could easily see 15 games in if it hadn't changed. Yeah. You, but I'll tell you what Chris Hewton is, 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 is a really, really good football manager and he'll get yeah. another decent uh, he, job somewhere he'll, else. He'll get, he'll get another shot somewhere, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. I think he's done really well. Um, but yeah, I mean, actually I'm on sort of grit side here. I think that you're right. It just seems to be a ambivalence, really. It's it, it's It's one of those things. Oh, <laughs> But let's go back to the Premier League top of the table because... This season to me has felt a bit like the Leicester City season a few years ago where a lot of the major teams weren't, just weren't performing. Just fell away, didn't they? And yeah. Just, like, and then didn't really you, turn up. Aside from Liverpool and City, Spurs tired by about March. You know, picked it up for the Champions League, but generally tired by March. It's a bit grand nationally, this, isn't it? Yeah. Which yeah. is also the truth. Chelsea, Chelsea, I don't know how they got top four, but they did. Arsenal seemed determined to not get top four from about December onwards. United oh. have not been in the conversation at all. It's been a strange season, but I think it's been a very entertaining but, one. But also, yeah. in reality, is it also not exactly how it should have panned out? Because Arsenal... Arsenal got the first new manager in 20 years. Chelsea are just on this kind of, you know... Repeat, repeat, repeat. Tottenham had played... No, no new signs. Wembley's a home, a yeah. home state. Yeah. I mean, so you put all the other bits together, what you get end up with is the two most comfortable, competent football clubs yeah. in the division just barring out between them. And, and I think yeah. that's... And, you, you also get... been great for it. But you also get the two teams that have spent the most money in order. Have won it, and oh, then it, came, it, come it second, in the last two well, seasons. Yeah. I think that's a, right. Yeah. But there's a toothlessness about the other teams that never really they, they stop threatening. Uh, like Spurs, the way that they would go, well, well Spurs are now an, uh, an opponent for City because it's Champions League. It's like, well, why weren't they an opponent for them in the league? Do you know what I mean? There's no teams were not. They would rise to the occasion only very, like very limited. Well, this and you is can why tell the points. But this tallies. is why the league, the league never lies. To use the old parlance, is that you've got to be good over a certain amount of games. And Tottenham, on, on a one-off, this is why Liverpool should be careful, on a one-off can be anybody. But over a 38-game season, at the minute, not happening. It's the same principle as why baseball has so many games in a season. It's because on any game, it can be completely random, sure. can't it? So you yeah. need to have a large enough um, sample, sample size, size yeah. to, to make sure you're getting something that is, is at least close to being fair. Um, we've got two more uh, oh, contributors to listen to. Uh, the first one is friend of the show, Rhys James. What a season. Liverpool did not win the league and Tottenham, against some great adversity, managed to both qualify for and get to the final of the Champions League and quite literally couldn't have done it without George, Kevin and Kudu. What a time to be alive. 
Uh, that was Rhys James there talking about uh, Nicholas and Kudu, which is something I, I didn't think I'd be that's saying a, today. A, not at the beginning of the season, we didn't that, but now yeah. it seems very apt. Yeah. Squad game. <laughs> right, we're going to leave our final contributor uh, to a man who was really, he really wanted to do it. I'd he, love he, to say the best till last, Mark, but... Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> this, man, this, this man begged to be on the show, so we've, we've had him on. Um, so we'll leave it to Mr Lloyd Griffith to give us his final take of the season. Well, would you believe it? Another Premier League season done and dusted. Who won it? Well, it was a team with all the money. Who got relegated? Well, it was a team that had a lot less money than the guys at the top. And who's in the middle? Well, who really cares, to be fair? Um, who really cares about anything? But... Um, Hope you enjoyed it. Well, Lloyd Griffith there showing off his tremendous breadth of football knowledge. I, I, Thank I you moved. to him. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but... I, you I, seem to be welling up over there, Mark. I, I, I've gone. <laughs> I have actually literally emotionally gone. Um, I, I've gone in the other direction, hoping that I can just arrive somewhere where football starts again. Soon, yeah, quite soon. It, it does start again soon. Yeah. Uh, we've got three months off the Premier League. We've got the Champions League in three weeks. We've got Championship playoffs happening as you speak, League One, League Two. It. But we're going to be back in, in, in where? Maybe Champions League. And if not... We're going to do a little Champions League something. Champions League special. Ooh, okay, great. sexy. Uh, and then after that, we'll be back in August for the uh, start of the Premier League again. Uh, thanks very much for having us this season. If you've been listening, we really appreciate it. Uh, I've been Mark Smith. been with Martin Gritton all season. Been Martin Gritton. And as we have you here... The big send-off. Webster, say something profound. I am a big send-off. <laughs> the that, big that'll do. Thanks, that'll Mark. Do. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. The Whistleblowers is back for the season by Ladbrokes. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.